EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM I've had the worst morning <laughs> uh, But it's okay, we're pushing on through the day And uh, we're here on the EFTM Podcast Great to have your company Great to be here again. Thanks for downloading. And um, we appreciate all the reviews and the comments and the feedback. And it means a lot because, as I've said a million times over the years, I'm sitting here on my own talking to myself. It's kind of nice to know you're out there. So um, that's why it means a lot to get the emails and to hear from people and to see the reviews and all those kind of things. Um, it's fantastic. So always don't hesitate, please, to send emails, send reviews, whatever you like. Or uh, just say good day on um, on Twitter and other platforms uh, like the Man Cave on Facebook. Join the Man Cave, uh, great environment, great group of people who are just as willing to offer tech advice as I am, and probably better at it, frankly, than I am. So, it's probably the most knowledgeable community of um, consumer tech enthusiasts you'll find on the internet. Facebook dot com and just search for the EFTM Man Cave. Um, I've got a fun show today. We're going to talk watches um, with a young bloke who's created a watch company. Uh, like I love the watches and I'm, I'm inspired by the journey and so we'll talk to, to Tanner Blessington about that journey. We're also going to talk Peloton. I mentioned a few weeks ago I had one in the office for a while and um, we had it on the Today Show this morning, which was most of the drama in my life. Um, uh, but I'm going to talk to the product manager at Peloton. What the hell is it? What is it for? Who's, who's it named at? If you haven't heard of Peloton, hopefully that will be informative for you. Um, a bunch of calls to get through. All those things and much, much more on this episode of the EFTM Podcast. You're listening to the EFTM Podcast. Also, at some point today, I need to pack. Um, As I record this, what are we, we're talking about middle of the day on Tuesday, I need to get home in the next two hours. Uh, And between then and now, I need to have lunch because I haven't eaten all day and I need to pack up all of our camera gear and studio gear and then I need to go home, do some radio, and then pack my clothes because at 5 o'clock I'm being picked up to take into the airport because we're going to Barcelona. Stig and I are going to Barcelona tonight. Um, so that's happening. <laughs> so we're going to Barcelona. Um, look, Formula 1 testing is on um, for the latter part of this week, and there's still many, many ducks that need to fall into a row to make it happen, but hopefully we're obviously hoping to catch up with Daniel Ricciardo and even Oscar Piastri if we can. But I'll be honest... I'm losing faith by the hour. So we'll see how we go. Um, but uh, And then Mobile World Congress kicks off over the weekend and we've got a lot to report from there as well as the Today Show from there. And we'll be back mid next week. So next week's show um, may or may not happen. In fact, I have an interview lined up over there which could well be the podcast um, or we'll take a break for next week and be back the week after. Two Blokes Talking Tech will continue. I'll, um, I'll do a, a virtual uh, show with Stephen this week for the tech show and the movies are already ready to rock and roll. So plenty all ready to go, don't stress, uh, in your podcast feed. Um, so I'll be there. Don't worry. It's all good. And if you want to follow what's going on, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Trevor Long AU, And, of course, on TikTok, there'll be plenty of uh, interesting things as we find them, uh, which is Trevor Long. Just search Trevor Long on TikTok. But for now, on with the show. Trevor Long taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, just go to the website, eftm.com. Click on Ask Trevor. That's what Craig did. G'day, mate. How are you doing? Good, Trevor. How are you, mate? Well, look, uh, I won't lie. Uh, you know, podcasts can be listened to on any day of the week at any time. And so forgive me, folks, but it's absolutely pouring at the moment. I think you can probably sure hear it in the background. It's crazy. Whereabouts <laughs> are you? Are you in Sydney? Yeah, yeah, I'm at North Parramatta, mate. It's chucking it down. Chucking it down. I mean, that's yep. a funny thing. I don't remember that term, chucking it down, <laughs> until the last few days I've heard it a few times. But, yeah, there you go. And it doesn't look like it's going anywhere, Craig. So what can I do for yeah. you today, mate? Well, mate, um, we've been thinking about putting um, the little devices in the in the bedrooms and whatever that you can talk to. and they, uh, Smart they put speakers. Things on your, yeah, smart speakers. Yep. Um, and we're just wondering what would you recommend? What I know Amazon has some, and everybody's got them. I think. What's your What's your tech life uh, now? What have we What have you got phone wise? What have you got? Um, any uh, other kind wi- of cool Wi Fi stuff. Um, mm-hmm. What brands yeah, of probably, things? Probably not much, mate. <laughs> and do you have um, Do you have Amazon in any other way? Do you have like a prime no, we don't. shopping? Have you ever shopped on Amazon? Yeah, 
Um, and do you have a like a Google account? Do you use a Google Calendar to control your life? Got it. Yes, we do. So I'll say this to you. It's really simple. There's three smart speakers in the world, Amazon, yep. Google, and Apple. Um, right. If you only want to use it to listen to music, Apple HomePod is the best. It's beautiful. The yep. little HomePod Mini, it's 150 bucks. Unbelievable music quality for the size of the thing. And Apple's music knowledge, series of music knowledge is brilliant. You can just ask it to play anything. Good times, happy days. But that's pretty much where it ends. Now, there's other things yep. you can do, like ask it to, you know, uh, set reminders and you can speak from room to room like an intercom. But in, in yep. reality, music's its standout feature. The, the other two, Google and Amazon, honestly, head-to-head, like-for-like, much of a muchness. Personally, if I was in your position, Craig, I would, I would jump into the Amazon ecosystem. Okay. Amazon is much bigger than Google in America. Like in terms of this mm. space, like in Australia, Google speakers are everywhere. Um, Amazon, let's say Google has a 70% market share, Amazon has 20. In America, yep. it's the complete opposite. Amazon is by far the biggest, Google is smaller, and Apple is smaller still. So that's one reason I go there. But secondly, mm-hmm. um, it, I actually think it's a better speaker. I think it's a better um, voice assistant. I think she's a smarter assistant, Alexa. Yep. Um, yep. she's also a bit of fun. You can ask her to play jokes and things like that. So I think sure. there's a lot more of that. Music's excellent. You, you can, have you got any streaming music services now? Oh yeah. Spotify. Yeah. What do you got? All that. Yeah. Spotify. So you link your Spotify account You can play your Spotify music. That's great. Um, yep. ask the time, ask to play the radio. Easy, really easy yep. stuff. And the great thing is your, your basic Amazon echo is like 70, $79, um, mm-hmm. a little round thing little like a sphere um we've my kids have got one of those in each of their bedrooms and then we have one uh, a larger one downstairs in the lounge room uh, and i've got them here at the office i if i was starting from scratch i would put one in i'd have one in the 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 bathroom not the toilet but the bathroom i'd have one in the bedroom i'd have one in the lounge room i'd have one in the kitchen um so that you can play the radio wherever you are you can play music wherever you are. You can ask, you know, reminders, shopping list, all that kind of stuff wherever you are. Beautiful. And and the other great thing is those those drop-ins. I think Amazon call it a drop-in or an announcement, but you can. You can literally announce from one room to another or from yep. your smartphone wherever you are into your home. Um, so, Matt, I would go Amazon if I was starting from scratch. Yep, that sounds like what we want. So, and the great thing is you don't have to start with multiple. Just start with one and – yep. And, and enjoy it. So the one, um, we've got a, we actually have a Google speaker in our bedroom. It's got a little clock on it. My, my wife loves that it's got a clock on it. You can also get an Amazon with a clock on the front. So okay. great bedside um, alarm. But yep. it's sitting there, right? And, you know, you get out of the shower, you, you know, you're, you're drying off, you're about to get dressed, and you think, what oh, crap, what time is it? You just say, Alexa, what time is it? And boom, time. It's little things like that are the yes. real convenience and then, Craig, if I can encourage you to do one other thing, and that mm-hmm. is go to Harvey Norman or JB Hi-Fi and buy the cheapest smart light bulb you can buy. Don't overinvest. Right. Go to Harvey Norman, yep. buy the Connect Smart Home brand, 10 bucks. get a light bulb and, yep. and set it up. Put it in your wherever, wherever is the easiest light bulb to change that you regularly turn on and off at strange times of day, like at night. Um, because then when you learn that you can say to Alexa, turn off all the lights or turn off the bathroom light or whatever it is, that's the real power of these things, man. It's mm. awesome that they can they can control the brightness of the light, let alone turning it on and off. Oh, wow. So and once you've got one speaker and one light bulb, I guarantee you, Craig, you'll be back on the blower to me in six months telling me how you've got four speakers and ten light bulbs. It sounds good. All right, Craig, good luck, mate. Happy shopping. All right, Trev. Good on you. Thanks Cheers, for your buddy. Advice. No worries at all. And if you've got a question uh, like Craig, you can jump on the website, eftm.com at any time. I love hearing from you. I uh, won't be able to take your calls next week, but I will queue them up for the week after um, because I'm in Barcelona all this week. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM. Thank you for listening. Trevor Long taking you through the day and taking your calls on technology. If you've got a question, go to the website EFTM.com. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that the, a delivery had arrived in my office. And in fact, as I speak, I look up at my security cameras and there's some delivery guys re-delivering the Peloton uh, to my office. Now, 
Um, the reason it was delivered to my office was because they wanted me to have a play with it, get on it, write it, understand what it was before a Today Show segment, which happened this morning. And unfortunately, or fortunately as the case may be, the Today Show's back in the studio. So we've had to have it delivered to Channel 9 and then brought back here. And that's happening literally as we speak. But on the line is David Packles, who's the Senior Director of Product Management at Peloton, because I want to get break this down. I want to understand the market. I want to understand the product. And I want to talk about an exciting new feature that's come from uh, from Peloton. And Dave's on the line all the way from America, mate. Great to have your company. Thanks for having me. Super pumped to be here. It's um, it's it's quite whimsical, really, looking at the two burly blokes uh, lifting the Peloton up the, <laughs> up the stairs into my office <laughs> as we talk about Peloton. But, um, mate, just just let's go back to the very start here before before we talk about your uh, your new new software and new product. But who's the market for a Peloton? Yeah. So. Um I mean, the market is really anyone who's looking to overcome one of the biggest obstacles to working out, which is uh, is is the travel, is the commitment to going to a gym, whatever it is. You know, the best place to kind of work out is your home, right? You know, the ability to kind of roll out of bed and have an amazing workout is you kind of can't go wrong, right? There's like basically all you got to do is turn on a switch and, and you're in it. Yeah. So, so when, I, when I think with the audience, anybody who really wants to kind of put their health first and, and either find, you know, find some mental balance or physical balance. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of who we go for. I mean, ultimately what we've been trying to do is kind of bring the energy of live boutique fitness, which, you know, for many years was kind of an exclusive thing to the home and make it accessible to more people. Mm. Um, and, and that's what we're doing with the Peloton bike and the Peloton app. Because the Peloton bike, I mean, i got to tell you, when it was first brought here to my office, I was overwhelmed with, with the quality of it. This is a high quality, well-engineered bit of kit. It's not some, you know, cheap exercise bike with a TV screen on it, right? So it is really the yeah. full, full kit. And I, I, I love what you say about the, you know, the, the barrier to, to, not the barrier to entry, the barrier to exercise. And look, I come at this as a bloke yeah. who's absolutely not a fitness guru in any way. Um, I, I know how to lose yeah. weight. I mean, I know how to put it back on too. And one of the barriers for me is I get to drive great cars, right? So why would I choose to walk anywhere when I've got great cars? And having the Peloton <laughs> sitting in my office, basically staring at me, has literally brought me to that point of going, well, why why not just take 20 minutes out of my day today, right now, and get on? You know, lace on the boots, um, clip into the bike, and choose a session. Now, whether it's a live session or a recorded session, what you're confronted with is this really vibrant, energetic a trainer, instructor, a guide who literally works you through a 20-minute or 30-minute or whatever the duration of the session is, and it's a really guided experience which feels one-on-one, but it's also quite like a – I feel like I'm part of the community. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, when, when Alex Toussaint is is looking at you, he's staring into your soul. He's, uh, he's really <laughs> pushing you, and, you know – we we've really we found this like this relationship that you develop with these instructors is really amazing. It's kind of like when you watch a TV show, right? It's like you kind of are letting them into your home every yeah. week, right? You create the relationship. Imagine that, but it's happening three to five times a week, right? You're developing this really strong. And they are personalities, aren't they? Because not, because they yeah. talk about their Instagram, and you know you can really you can really feel like you're getting to know these people because. You know, you you do, you do want that faith in a in an instructor, in a guide, in someone who's ta- he's on the fitness journey with you. you. This is a really personal thing to to be taking your fitness so seriously that you're investing in something like this. But the technology, mate, is unbelievable. Like the integration between the bike and and the screen, for example. So it knows the screen, the system, the the software knows how fast uh, my cadence, my, how fast I'm pedaling, and knows the resistance that, that I've chosen on the dial, how hard it is to ride. And it, it's able to guide me through the session. And I think that's what I love most about it straight off the bat in the sessions that I've done is even if I lose track of what the instructor has told me, it's on the screen as a guide. And I think that's a really important way to manage the session for individuals, especially who are new to this. Um, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad. I mean, we, we've always like to see it's like we're, we've been able to kind of like sit at the nexus of, of content, hardware and software. And it's when all those things are working perfectly in tandem, you're able to create this amazing experience. So, you know, it's super important to us. I'm, 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 I'm glad you loved it. Um, I'm a big fan as well. <laughs> I think the interesting thing for me is obviously you've been on this journey for a long time. So Peloton's not new to you. And there'd be millions of people, I'm assuming, who are, it's not new to. But 
there's always new people exposed to this product and uh, we took it into the studio today for the Today Show and, and everyone who saw it went, oh, I've heard about these. I really want one of these, you know. So there's definitely that desirability out there. But you've obviously also had to manage the existing community who, you know, might be looking for something different. And I feel like that's where the new innovations have come from. W- would that be right? It's about ensuring that the existing community and the new community have more than just that gym-style session to approach. Yeah, I mean, it's always it's always kind of a, a mix of a push and a pull, right? Like, you know, we, our community is so rock solid. Like, you know, organically, they've built, you know, uh, Facebook groups ranging from everything mm. from, like, you know, their love of, of Cody to scuba divers, right? Um, and, you know, they've, they've, they've really connected through this one thing, which is their love for Peloton, this love, and, and this, this kind of this desire to improve as people. Um, but, you know, everything we do is inspired by, um, our, 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 our members, right? Like even, even ideas that maybe a slightly a tangent off, right. They're inspired by behavior that was naturally kind of occurring within our audience. Um, lane break, um, and like, you know, kind of the future of the platform, right. You know, and, and our experiments of gaming are a combination with that plus kind of like where we want to take this product in the future. So, 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 so give me, give me your 30 second elevator pitch. How do you describe lane break? Well, how do you describe it to existing Peloton users, let alone, you know, people new to the platform? Yeah. So, um, uh, basically Peloton has always had a lot of gamified elements when you're in a class or on a leaderboard with other people, you're racing. Um, it's been kind of a cornerstone to date, right? You have badges, mm. uh, you have challenges that reward you for progressing, et cetera. Um, but we've always kind of been interesting um, like at, at like what could this become if we actually created something that was inspired by gaming. Mm. So Lane Break is kind of the, the, the synthesis of that. Lane Break is uh, a rhythm-based, music-based game where uh, the, the player is challenged to kind of follow the beat and, uh, and basically uh, undergo certain challenges throughout the, 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 the workout. So you choose a level. So let's say it's, uh, hip hop or, or pop or whatever it is. And there are different moments along that level, um, where you're asked to maintain a cadence at a certain amount or to push your output or, or simply to kind of just move your, your resistance around to kind of stay uh, with the instruction of the, of the, of the music and the workout. I described it as, uh, think of like an, uh, an athletics track, you know, there's six or eight lanes, um, and you, you can choose to be on the left lane or the right lane. That's based on your resistance, but where you are, um, should be guided by the the incentives on each lane. They might be those, um, you know, push your output. They might be, um, you, you know, um, just keeping a beat and, and you can earn better rewards through the game. But I, I was fascinated yeah. by it. And, and I think, David, you'll probably love what I'm about to say <laughs> as someone behind lane break, but I enjoyed lane break way more than I did the, the standard instructor sessions. I think because, A, I found a Phil Collins song and I'm a bit of an old school guy, so that was... It resonated with me. So I'm like, okay, I could do this. And it felt like I was really doing something that I loved. And, you know, I'm a gamer. I love the idea of going, oh, no, I'm going to choose the harder lane. I'm going to push harder and I'm going to earn more points. It, it really did drive me. Yeah. One thing we've, we've, we've found so far is people are PRing in their, in their lane break workouts. Like <laughs> it's actually, it's actually, you know, helping them perform better. But yeah, I think, you know, for gamers, it's interesting, but, you know, what we tried to do with Lane Break is how do you make, like, the magic of gaming, which I'm a gamer as well, but accessible to more people who may have never thought about themselves as playing a game ever. You know, there's something special about getting real-time feedback and, you know, real-time reward um, and, and having that, the, the, you know, that, that feeling when you're going through a workout, right? It's all of a sudden, instead of Alex just saying, hey, keep this cadence if you can yeah. or not, but it's actually the game is rewarding you for maintaining your cadence over the course of the stream. Well, I think the example of that is one of the – I did a 20-minute session. um, I don't know her name. Lisa Love, something like that. Anyway, and this was was a much more intense session than I'd done earlier. And uh, I found myself in the last five minutes going, you know what, love, you keep going, uh, leaderboard, you do your thing. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna cruise through this last bit. And I didn't feel like I needed to keep up. But in lane break, it's, you know, I haven't finished the game. I haven't finished the song. I'm gonna get to the end of the song. And I, I love that idea of, of kind of pushing yourself in a, in a very gamified way. Yeah, yeah, it feels good. I mean, and we're hoping that it, it, it it's. It's not one or the other, right? You know, like no. I see it being. I see. I see. I could easily be a warm up. 
Like I saw Lane Break as being a, a great way to, you know, I'm just going to do one song here. It's uh, it's an yeah, easy totally. little thing. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think it goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier, right? That like, you know, you don't have to have 30 minutes to get a great workout. And it's like, hey, you know what? I got 10 and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to squeeze it in between meetings or whatever it is. And a lane break workout is perfect for that. And, and next thing you know, you're not doing one. Maybe you're doing a second one and a third one too. It must be a punish for you when you tell people where you work at a barbecue or a dinner party or whatever it is because everyone's got an opinion on fitness and health and, and exercise gear and all that kind of stuff. And also in the, I don't know how many years Peloton's been around, but in all those years there's been a lot of, uh, shall we simply say, knockoff versions created, you know, cheaper versions, simpler things, certainly not as high quality. How do you... How do you sell a Peloton to someone? How do you justify the the investment of a Peloton to someone who's thinking about it but knows there's other options out there? Yeah, I mean, you know, there are, there are certainly other options in, in the world of, uh, you know, strength and rowing and things like that. You know, in the world of kind of running and, and cycling, like Peloton right now, there's kind of not really another option unless you're choosing to run outside or, or, or cycle outside. But, you know, I think what, what makes Peloton special is, you know, kind of what you said before, the hardware is is absolutely phenomenal, especially on the bike plus, which we which I believe you're riding right yeah. now. Um, the um, the software, I mean, if you kind of compare that to a lot of the other things on the market, it's, it's kind of a it's, it's it's a whole different level. Mm. And then um, and then of course the content. You know, our instructors have had time to really hone this craft. It's it's not something that anybody can kind of get on and teach. It's a it's a it's a a certain way of, of, of kind of, of teaching, um, that's very new, but in general, you know, I think it's a great space, right? There's a, there's a lot of room for people to take pieces of it. Um, and I think, you know, Peloton certainly feels flattered that others are kind of entering. Um, it, it's going to make us all better. Yeah. And, and just finally, I, I kind of overlooked the fact that there's this whole live environment in Peloton, which I didn't realize until I, I turned it on early enough one morning that, that I kind of came across multiple live sessions, but I tuned into one this morning, and this is literally these you know, the instructor sessions happening live on your screen in front of you. Um, shout outs from the instructor to people who are in the session. What what numbers of people join those sessions? The one I jumped into, there were seven hundred people in it, but it must must be phenomenal the number that join those things at different times a day. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, our turkey burn is you know tens of thousands of people. Um, wow. You know, some of our most popular live rides are amazing. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it depends. Like our live classes, we, we, you know, we see live classes are kind of really where a lot of the magic happens, right? right? Um, you know, that's where you can get shout outs. That's where you're feeling the energy of all the other people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, not everybody can make their schedule. Like the whole idea of Peloton is to kind of make it work on your schedule. Um, and so, you know, most of our workouts are on demand, but we've kind of built structures to make it feel like you're surrounded by folks, whether or not you're taking it live. You know, the Here Now leaderboard, you can see everybody else who's in the class with you. You can high five them, um, you know, sessions where everybody starts at the same time. There's a lot of different ways to kind of like make that community feel, you know, around you, you know, that you're never really working out alone. Um, yeah, but yes, the numbers are, are, are amazing. So is that where, and I haven't, I haven't actually tested this yet, but there's a webcam. Like if I turn that on, when does that become part of the ride? Yeah. Uh, well, if you want, let me know if you want to, uh, we could video chat, you know, sometime next week, but yeah, <laughs> basically you can, you can video chat with other folks, um, wow. you know, no matter where they are, as long as you're in a class together. Um, so yeah, that's something that you know that we use, and you know, camera's interesting. There's a lot of cool stuff that you could imagine we we do with that, um, especially when we play. And that would have, that would have been that. a massive right thing now, that came into yeah. its own during COVID as well, I guess. You know, with with so many people in isolation yeah, and the like. Yeah, your family's on the other side of the country. Like this is like one time where where you know you have 30 minutes to kind of be together. Yeah, yeah. the camera's a great way to do that. Really? You know, we have people doing that. You have people, you know, calling each other and you know chatting on the phone, like you know, whatever it is to, to create that connection. Like we, we've found that it's a really special way to connect. Um, and yeah, we're excited to see if we can bring that to lane break eventually as well. Very good, David. I appreciate your time. It's a, it's a fascinating product. The quality is, is second to none. And uh, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how it plays out for me over the next couple of months. Well, I, I just want to keep the streak going. I'm, I'm, I feel like I've got that happening now. It's, it's given me that incentive to say, nice. hey, dude, two weeks, let's keep going. Um, so yeah, that's, well, you know that's what? my challenge. Keep, keep, 
keep checking, keep checking back on Lane Break. There's gonna be new levels dropping every week. So uh, uh, keep yeah, dropping keep some good. Mu- talk to the people. Is it, is it Warner Music? Is that who's doing it? But let's get some seriously good. You yeah, know, Warner, Warner Music is our seventies, seventies, eighties, nineties, that kind of stuff. Okay, not too much of this hip hop stuff. All right. <laughs> well, well, we'll have a healthy mix for sure. <laughs> <laughs> good on you, David. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much, Trevor. Taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, you know where to go. EFTM.com. Brennan did that. He's on the line. G'day, Brennan. How are you, mate? G'day, Trev. How are you going? Real good. What can I do for you? Um, I heard you talk the other week about um, on like photo storage and that for like in the cloud. Like, I've got um, iPhones and that. And I, every time I go to save my photos onto the iCloud yeah. program, whatever, and if I delete them on my phone, it deletes them out of the photo stream. That's so my biggest fear. That is my That's- biggest fear with cloud stuff. And so it's one of the reasons I'll tell you what I do with Dropbox. I use Dropbox like on yep. a daily basis for file storage and sharing. You can okay. install Dropbox on your computer and have a you know little folder sitting there. But yep. I, I worry about how much space that takes up on my computer. And then I worry if I delete something, is it gone? And look, let me be clear. There's ways of working that out. There's rules about local sync and all this kind of stuff. But I don't want to run the risk. I don't want no, to. No, exactly right. I don't want to roll the dice on that. And so I think you, like a lot of people, just keep it. <laughs> you just keep the photo in the war- in the hope that it's gonna gonna you know not clog up your phone. But yeah, that's that's the problem. My partner's got at the moment. Her phone she can't update it because it's got photos of our two year old and our newborn. And is she using she, iCloud? She no, she won't use it because she's worried that if she does and then she deletes it on her phone to create the space, it'll delete everything. It'll delete it from both. So, so that's why she was she was looking at the Google Drive, Google Photos thing, and I was like, oh no, no, I have to, I have to give you a call and I'll send you an email and see what you think. Look, I don't want to say that that you have to use Google. Let me be clear, because yeah, no, no, no. iCloud's amazing, right? Um, yep. I think Google's better for its ability to search, its face recognition, its object recognition, so much better. I think. Yep. But I'll tell you what you need to do, and if you so you've turned iCloud on on your phone, have you? Yes. So um, I want you to you know bring up the iCloud on your computer, so you're looking at yep. your library, and I want you to bring up the your, your photo library on your phone. I want you to find the stupidest photo and delete it from your phone. Um, yep. And then that day and the next day, check, is it still in the iCloud library? Okay. Now, I think you'll find um, there's ways of changing that if you go into the settings um, yep. of your photos. Now, if you open up settings and then you go photos, there's a really important tick box you can choose, and this is what your, your missus wants. There's yep. one that says optimize iPhone storage. Yep. Now, it says if iPhone is low on space, full resolution photos are automatically replaced with smaller device size versions. I get this on a photo I took two days ago. If I go to like share it somewhere, it'll yes. give me this quick little download like waiting symbol, which is it downloading it from the cloud. Even though I only took it two days ago, it downloads okay. it from the cloud. So, the, my message is you don't have to fear the the cloud and your phone when, when freeing up space on your phone. The iCloud, yep. once you enable it, will synchronize all your photos and then on her yep. phone it'll synchronize them all and then it will basically, this sounds, um, you don't want to say this to your wife, it'll delete them all from her phone but leave a little thumbnail. Okay, all right. And, and that's what frees up the space on your phone. Yep. So it's actually the quickest, smartest way to free up space on your phone is to use the iCloud. Okay. All right, cool. But in the longer term, if you create a Google account, you pay for a decent amount of storage, you can ha- you can share with each other, the yep. library, so many more things you can do, I think, with Google Photos um, that I think it's probably the, the longer term solution. So yep. maybe turn that on just to free up the space on her phone now. Yep. Um, and then look into Google uh, as your long-term solution for the cloud storage, mate. Yeah, cool. No problems. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Happy days. Uh, yeah, happy right. wife, happy life, mate. So I'm here to help. That, that's exactly what I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank well, you very much. Cheers, buddy. Um, cheers, mate. Happy to help. And if you, that's uh, <laughs> what we're all here for. All men are here to help each other, keep our wives happy. Um, because we... We love you. We love our wives. And everything we want is to make them happy. And when we make them unhappy, 
out of our control, we try hard to find ways to make up for that. So it's a constant quest in life, really, isn't it? Anyway, um, if you if you need me to solve a problem for you that will make you uh, uh, happy in your life, I'm here for you. EFTM.com. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Uh, you know I'm somewhat addicted to TikTok. Uh, look, I'm happy to admit that. Um, it takes up 90% of my social media time now, which I like because I'm sick of Twitter. Instagram bores me mainly and Facebook can get stuffed, as you all know. Um, but I, I don't know when it was. I feel like it was in the last year, maybe a year ago. I, um, I stumbled across a, a TikTok for a watch and I love my watches. Now, is that because... You know, the algorithm is so good that it knows that I love watches. I don't know. I can't work it out. But it was a, it was a really nice-looking watch, and there was something Aussie about it, and I bought it. It was 275 bucks. It was a really nice-looking watch, you know, metal band, which I prefer, a really nice blue face I chose. When I got it, I thought it was impressive. Um, I'd never heard of the brand before. Blessington is the brand. And I've since uh, received every email they've ever sent, um, and they send a lot, I won't lie, um, because they've got uh, a limited supply, but that limitation makes it kind of desirable, um, and they've, they're Aussies. So I wanted to catch up with uh, one of the one of the two behind the brand, and that's Tanner Blessington, and he's on the line right now. G'day, Tanner. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, Trevor. How are you? Mate, really good. I, I feel like um, we have a lot in common, despite my age. Um <laughs> And that is just a fascination for watches. Is that how this came about for you? Talk me through it. Yeah, so um, I pretty much started in 2016. I bought my first watch. It was a Seiko. Don't yep. really know the, the, the model name. I didn't really know much back then. Yep. And kind of just fell in love from then on. I think it was around about $400 at the time. Fast forward a few years later, I finished school. Thought I should, you know, uh, surprise myself with a bit of a watch. Went out and I bought an Armani watch. Yep. And this was in David Jones in Ringham Mall. <laughs> and I walked, I walked in there, and you know, being a young fellow, uh, they see a young guy and he goes, "Oh, he's got no money," sort of thing. He's just going to be a waste of time. And they kind of didn't really pay attention to me when I was in there. And they kind of hanged around the watch. There's area. nothing more frustrating than that, is there? Yeah, no, nothing at all. It really mm. was annoying me. Uh, so I walked in there, took a while, and probably about 20 minutes later of hanging around, and, you know, they knew I was in there. A lady came up to approach me, and she was quite rude and blunt about it. I said, oh, can I try this one on here? And she goes, oh, no. She kind of said, oh, do you really have to in a way? Um, <laughs> she didn't think I was going to buy it. Anyway, I went up, and I, I did purchase the watch, and, you know, it was a really nice watch. Um, still wear it today occasionally i mean when i'm not wearing mine uh and uh then i kind of had thought to myself after a while of wearing it i was like well it's kind of got the same parts as the seiko movement here and you know and uh did you start looking into movements in watches because i'll be honest it's something i've never understood and i'll I'll tell you my story so i've i'm mid 40s now right i love motorsport formula one and so i've grown up knowing the tag and rolex brands you know as big brands in that space as well as others like richard Millet and stuff like that but um not knowing much about them i just know that rolex is crazy expensive and tags all over all these cars and i remember seeing somewhere a, a, an ad or a picture of a tag center and i you know i was a mm. massive and center fan and oh, mate i'll tell you this right now stig or rob um who comes with me on all my trips every airport Every airport we go through, he knows I'm going to stop at the watch stores. I'm going to look for that tag center. I always looked. I always asked. We were in New York, um, ooh, I don't know, four years ago, five years ago. We went to the tag Fifth Avenue store and I walked in. I looked at their internet connected watches, their smart watches. And then I said, don't suppose you've got the center? And they go, yeah, we do. Pulled it out. And I went, I looked at Rob and he looked at me and I went, well, this is happening. And, and I don't know what it was, two or three grand. And I, I had to have it. I had to own it. Um, and I loved it. And it's funny because I've since bought a couple of tags and I understand now that actually there's nothing really special about what's inside the tag. It's about yeah. the design, the mm. that kind of ambiance that's created by their marketing. Yeah. I still love it. Don't get me wrong. Everything about it, love it. Uh, I've bought an indie one. I've bought their connected watches, lots of stuff, right? But it, it, it struck me as the same thing when I first opened your watch and went, this is this is a beautiful watch. 
you know, yeah. there's there's things I would say to you about it that I can tell in terms of quality and difference and packaging, different things. Yeah, but yeah. In in essence, on the wrist, it's as attractive as any other brand. And is that what kind of got you thinking? Well, hang on a minute, I could get into this space. Yeah, no. So that's pretty much what got me into this space. And like, I've always kind of wanted to do my own thing in life and make my own way, sort yep. of thing. And and I, you know, putting that on my wrist, the Imani on my wrist, and I was like, well, why is this eight hundred dollars? And you know, my sake sake goes four hundred dollars. At the end of the day, I mean, there makes a little bit of difference. They're both quartz watches. They're mm. both the same kind of metals. Why can't I do something similar? And uh, that's when I pretty much got started. Started doing a bit of researching. Where the and- hell do you start? looking to make your own watches is this a we've got a we've got to build a factory or do you realize early on there's just factories that make these things and you need to be uh, uh, um, uh, someone who's deeply involved in choosing design and those kind of things yeah so i mean there's lots of ways to get started i mean anyone can really start anything if you put enough time to it um it's kind of it's kind of just talking to the right people and Look, it's, it took a very long time to get in contact with um, some Miyota people um, and uh, it took me about two years to really get in contact with them. And it's really just searching and searching and searching until mm. you really get into the, the talk with a few people and uh, everything starts to fold after that. And so then how much creativity can you have? Um, you, you know, obviously there's some some clear things around, you know, the, the band and stuff like that, but how can you literally sketch a design and then have – uh, have that created or do you need to so I, i'll give you the example in the tech space i remember talking to someone in the tech space years ago about i don't know dvd players or something and he said to me look they're all the same it's just the face plate that's different you just go to the show or the factory and you just say we'll have that face plate and we want it exclusively for our region put our brand on it like how much control or or, or creativity can you put into this at this point it can be as simple as that really uh, you could go to a, a watch uh, a watch place and say, I would like this design here. Can you completely copy this? They'll yeah. go, sure. They don't care at the end of the day. But I'm no whiz on Photoshop or Corel Draw and stuff, but I can create anything I want with the watch, however I want it. It's more of a conversation uh, that I have. I say, let's change this here. Let's change that here. Mm-hmm. Let's put move this sort of thing. I can go into the, the editing softwares and completely change anything I want, however I want. I have full creativity over the whole watch. Wow. And so you obviously have a penchant for the uh, steel uh, steel watch. Yeah. That's where you've started this out. And, you, and is the limitation of what you do based on, hey, you're just a young couple of brothers really, aren't you? Um, yeah. You don't have huge coin because you've got to invest in this. You've got to buy these things up front, don't you? Yeah, no, that's right. So I pretty much got the start of this whole thing. You know, We didn't have a lot of cash to start off with and I did you know, a few – businesses along the way i even had to sell my car um which was actually a poo brown mazda wasn't the most attractive car but it got got around and uh got that to start the whole thing um yeah we love doing it we i love the steel watches but we really do want to you know branch out eventually uh into other things but at the moment you know cash flow is one thing we're still learning along the way um i know we do send a lot of emails out You, you, you'll be getting one tonight around about 6 o'clock, don't worry. Okay, yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we just wanted to create an Australian brand about, you know, Australian places because we want to separate, separate ourselves from the competition. We don't want just like a ragtag, you know, watch that just looks good like the rest. I mean, they do look good, don't get me wrong. But mm. um, we want to have a brand with kind of a meaning behind it and that when you – Put the watch on. Go, hey, this reminds me of the favorite, you know, your favorite place. So we spent a lot of time growing up down in the snowy Monaro area. Yep. That's where the, the first ones were released. Um, my brother's currently down there now, and a lot of people spend in New South Wales, Victoria, around those kind of areas, spend a lot of time down there as well, skiing, and it, it means a lot to some people. Um, so I think that the naming the watches after those areas down there kind of resonated with a lot of our customers. Uh, we've had a lot of customers send in photos of them in the area while wearing oh, the watches. Wow. As well. So um, we, we really like doing it. Uh, the limitation of us doing the, the 50s, you know, 50 drop here, 50 drop there, kind of brings in a scarcity factor. People, yep. we, we sell some of our watches out overnight, especially the blues. People love the blues. That's yeah. something I, we, have, we have definitely learned over time. Um, and yeah, it, it adds a scarcity factor too. We do want to do something more of a continuous line, uh, sort of thing. Cause you know, there's no Monaro design is, uh, one of our most popular designs. We've only got two. <laughs> yeah. The Sapphire, <laughs> the Sapphire Coast <laughs> design 
isn't as popular, um, but I mean, it's it's still selling, and it, it's a great watch at the end of the day. You got one, oh, I, uh, mate. I appreciate you sending me the Bermagui. Um, I assume you did the blue because I bought the blue the first time round. I actually really love the kind of um, I don't know what shape it is, hexagonal or whatever, but you know the the um, sharp edge shape of the face mm. on the Bermagui. It's a smaller watch than I would like normally, so that's. Yeah. That's the difference for me. Whereas the the Snowy Monaro was a, a slightly larger watch, and like one, yeah. pretty much anything I like. I've I, um, there's another a good friend of mine um, who created a, a watch brand <laughs> uh, called Chameur, and I wrote about that. And this one, mate, the the size of the face on this thing was enormous, and because it's a wow. white face, I got to be honest with you, I've never had more questions about a watch in all my time. Like every time I'm wearing it on TV, on a TikTok or whatever, it's funny how people see it. And I think it's because it's big and it's white face and it stands out, right? So there's there's part of me that says, you know, that's part of the play here is you've got to make sure that when people are wearing it, it actually does stand out so that people are asking each other that question at the pub or or at the park or wherever it is, Um, which is a fascinating part of the, the kind of challenge of where you are now. Like I know your next Snowy Monaro. So is that... The version two, which you've sent emails about, is dropping in the next uh, few days. It's yeah. a black. I'm assuming it's a black steel. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's basically the same watch in a, in a different color, yeah? That, yeah, that's right. So we're releasing a black one. or We're only releasing two colors to start. Yeah, black and blue. Yeah, it's a black, uh, yeah, so we're doing that this Saturday. It's more of a pre-order, pre-sale sort of thing because it takes us about you know, two to three months or more to kind of So manufacture. is that you looking at the idea of, hang on, we don't need to capitalise this ourselves? Because that's a, that's a theme, right, in the, in the world today of startups is go you know, to Kickstarter and you, get, you essentially yeah. get people to fund your production run. Is that yeah. how you're looking at this going, well, instead of us chipping in 10 grand and buying all <laughs> these things, we can actually kind of pre-sale them and people are, are going to be happy to wait. Yeah, no. So, yeah, most of our – so our second release that we did last year, we did a kind of a pre-sale sort of thing. We already put the order in, but we kind of hype up a day sort of thing where we go yeah. and we're dropping on this certain day, limited number sort of thing. So the order's already in for the next batch, but it's more like we're only going to drop 100 to start off with. Um, and these two colors I had a lot of requests for, yeah. and I've had I've had over you know, hundreds of emails, people saying, can you do a black line sort of thing? Yeah. So that's why we decided to do it this Saturday. We want to hype it up for a bit more, but I'm sure most people would have probably, you know, unsubscribed from our emails. By then. <laughs> so I want to know about the the marketing journey that you're on because that's the most fascinating part of this as a startup, as a as a you know couple of blokes. It's it's kind of fascinating to see what you can try. Um, I think, I, I mean, how how would I have been targeted on? Would I have stumbled across it, or did you do? Were you paying for targeted marketing? I don't even know where I came across it. So we do we run ads on TikTok and Facebook, mainly TikTok, because I've actually got a cousin who works at TikTok and he yeah. said no they go, the CPMs are a lot cheaper. Yep. So we went with TikTok and TikTok marketing is very new still. Like they don't have a lot of targeting and yep. their pixel for tracking and stuff like that isn't great. Um but it's just a lot cheaper to show it to a thousand people. So yeah, right. can, yep. Facebook, Facebook's around, you know. So you can just make a really good um, polished video and then go, you know what, let's just put some cash behind this and, and reach a few people and hope to yeah. get a few clicks, essentially. That's right. right. So now TikTok, so when we did, when you bought the watch last year, the first one, we were just doing it to everyone and anything. Well, I think we're just targeting the male audience on TikTok, yep. you know, 18 above sort of thing but yep. there's no interest targeting but since then mm. we went in and uh, we're, i'm actually running an ad today that's just targeting males 18 and above in australia new zealand region who have an interest in watches right so that's with tiktok down facebook's a lot you know you can target down yeah, yeah it's it's crazy yeah, but it's it, also it's ridiculous and with the amount of stuff you can do that though with the iOS, ios 15 update has come in and yeah, screwed things around a little bit, especially with targeting. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's a fascinating thing for you to say because yeah. when Facebook argued uh, essentially against that update, they argued that it would be detrimental to small business. And I said, <laughs> basically, um, but you're telling me that's true. So what do you yeah. notice is different? Well, we can't really see where our sales are coming from. I mean, we can see the sales coming in, but we can't see what platform is bringing in the sales so if a customer say checked out our website one day seven days later came along and bought it 
we can't tell where it came from. It would just say it came from Google sort of thing. Um, and also a lot of the interest, you know, people opt out for tracking and it, you can't, you can't see where it's coming on like a campaign. You can't see where your budget's being spent sort of thing. Uh-huh. And it has, yeah, screwed up a few things. Um, but look, at the end of the day, it's not really too much of a, of a big deal. You can find out stuff other ways. Um, you can put a survey at the end. Yep. So when you get a purchase, you go, how did you hear from us? Yes. Word of mouth, TikTok, Facebook sort of thing. Then you can probably gather a bit of, an idea where it's coming from there so it has mixed a few things up but um it's not really the big issue at the end of the day well um the other thing i wanted to ask you about was kind of inspiration um now i can't for the life of me tell his name or even his business which is probably a big part of his problem um but there's a guy on tiktok who's always documenting this journey from i don't know five years ago ten years ago he's in england um, and he, he started this little watch brand and, you know, uh-huh. five years yeah. ago he was sending three watches and now he's sending a hundred thousand. I don't know. And it's actually yeah. really, it's a great story. He, he did a thing the other day that I came across where he traveled to some, I don't know, um, Norway or something, sat in a cafe and just did a live and, and said the first person to come and see me gets a free watch. And I, found, <laughs> I, I, I love the, the way he's creating this journey of kind of growth through his business. Do you, do you have people you look at in either in watches or outside of that, that, that you see as being kind of inspirational in the the journey for a, a genuine small business like you? So I've actually seen that guy. Um, this was actually when I think we were getting original batch, our original batch done. I, yep. I did across his TikTok where he was sending free watches and he did this whole TikTok thing. And I thought that was really inspirational. Um, but don't really follow anyone except my parents. They uh, ran a small printing business for 20 or 30 years they only shut up shop in uh, 2018 so for inspiration i kind of do look towards them uh they made it on their own in life uh uh, did all the marketing themselves did everything good and um i kind of just look towards them and say you know i want to they did very well for us you know sent sent me and my brother to a private school done very well um and i'm very happy for what they've done for me and only hope i could do the same uh, for my family in the future well, 26th of the 2nd, uh, the Snowy Monaro version 2, which is a pretty stunning-looking black steel watch with either a blue or a black face. I'm worried about the blue in the photo. It looks stunning. I'm just worried in the real life it's not going to be that stunning. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's a big call, mate. Those photos uh, are always pretty I, special. I think it will. I think it will. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll – uh, geez, um, I'll have to check the emails because I'm going to Barcelona tonight, but I'll I'll log on and I'll get one. What, what are they going to drop for? What price? Uh, same two eighty five, so reasonable price, just like our last snowman I range. Um, we're just going to do the same thing. Nice work. Well, good luck with it. Um, the great thing is that you're at the very, very start of the journey. I know it's been years, but you're still so much at the start of the journey. There's so much more you can do. So much. There's a big world out there, isn't there? It's it's not an it's an Australian product, but uh, you know the world is your oyster, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Still learning. Got a lot to go. Uh, I always freak out that. Uh, Sometimes things may not be going our way, but then I realize, actually, I'm just 21. Yeah, that's a great attitude, mate. I I envy you greatly because when I was 21, those kind of opportunities I don't think really existed in the same way because the internet wasn't what it is today. And I think that's created these brilliant opportunities for you to be a self-made entrepreneur, whether you become a self-made millionaire or whether you just enjoy a really comfortable life because you've got a great brand and a great following and, you know, that kind of thing. It kind of doesn't matter from this point, does it? No, no, not at all. Good on you, mate. Congrats, and um, yeah, happy to happy to order my next watch on the weekend. All right, thanks, Trevor. Thank you so much. Trevor Long, taking your calls. If you've got a tech question or you need help with something, go to the website eftm.com. Now, Sue did that, and she has a very fascinating question. Sue, how are you today? I'm well. What are you um, after? Well, I'd like to find a really good graphic designer or a good business yeah, that what? does artistic graphic designs. Have you got a business yourself you're trying to create a logo for or what is it that yeah, you need this Yeah, for? I okay. want to create a particular logo yep. and I haven't started the business yet because yep. it's going to be um, all working around that particular logo. Right, yeah. So this is like the first stage of the whole process, right? Yeah. For now, sure. what have, so what have you done? Just tried the yellow pages and those kind of things. You've struggled to find anyone that can help. Well, yeah, and I've tried to Google the good ones and, yep. um, yeah, I've tried 
everything. How yeah. how do you plan to brief the designer? Like, is it have you are you able to sketch it well, out, or have you sketch. got it in your? I've got yes. my sketch. Okay, great. And I tell them the kind of like the history be, be, behind yes. why I'd like to do the image. Yes. And what I'd like to do with it in the future. Now, how then, how savvy are you online? Oh, fairly good. i got to tell you. Pretty good. I know it's lovely to think about sitting in front of someone and describing to them what you want and having them do it for you. But the internet is the most amazing place when it comes to logos. I have probably had four or five different logos designed um, by people I've never met. Um, I have had graphics for my videos done Um you know, by describing in an email, I want it to look like it did this and, and maybe showing them an example of one that I really like, but I don't want to copy it. I just want it to be similar, you know, those kind of things. Yeah. And, but, and it's amazing what they come back with, Sue. Yeah, but I I don't want it to go to like a design call centre where I might be having someone in, in India doing it because what I'd prefer to do is if I can then trademark mm. this design – um, then I'll be having regular posts on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. So I want – I really would like to have some real-life um, – You want know, someone like, that um, you can go to regularly to have – to help you with other design things? You mean within that one logo? Yeah, or, or using the logo later down the track? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this logo definitely – will be put on social media and um, developed yep. with weekly, at least weekly posts. Yes. So um, I, I would say to you this, that the websites that I would recommend, um, for example, Fiverr, it's a stupid name. Um, it's the number for F-I-V-E-R-R. I've so heard of that there's one. There's two R's. Another one is freelancer.com. And the other one I would say, and this is one I've used most, is 99designs. Now, when you go there, obviously you need a public brief, something that you can say that will get people interested as designers. So you might say, um, I'm in Sydney and I'm creating a new business and I have a logo I would like designed. I have sketches and I would like to pay X number of dollars. So you don't tell them anything about the business. You don't tell them anything about the brand. You don't tell them anything. But you tell them your budget. It might be $250, might be $1,000, whatever you like. Set a budget. And then what you'll get is you'll get bids. You'll get uh, requests from people. And behind, once they've kind of opted into your request, there might be a second level brief, which is, okay, um, here's my sketch and um, here's my timeline. And they're all bound by the uh, guidelines of those websites, which are – all based around the intellectual property being owned by you and all that stuff is is part of the process. Like you're literally legally signed over the rights and all that kind of stuff in the end of it. Um, and then you'll either find a designer based on looking through their own portfolio and you go, oh, that's the kind of artwork I need. Or you'll find someone that does like a dr- landscape style drawing instead of someone who does, you know, very bold graphics. And you'll go, I want the bold graphics. So you'll ask that person to do the work for you. And so within a week... You'll have a finished, beautiful, done logo. You press a button, they get the money, you get the IP and you own the logo and then you take it to a lawyer and get it trademarked and um, you, you're, you're absolutely off and running. And then the logo sits as a digital file which you can then use however you want on Facebook, social media, etc. You can import it into Canva which would be my number one recommendation for you. Canva, C-A-N-V-A, Aussie yep. company. Yep. My yep. my wife uses this every day in her job as a social media person and also in our local baseball club making amazing social media posts. It's so easy to do. Once you've got that logo and your color palette, then Canva is the best thing that'll ever happen to you. How much would you recommend is the going rate for one really good quality yep. black and white Black and white from my sketch. Yeah, all they've got to do is literally two strokes of a pen, almost mm. for this. Um, it's just an image that is, yeah, literally almost two strokes of a pen. You definitely don't want it to be colour or anything like that. 
No, 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 okay. no black and white, because then it be, can just be transferred clear background. Yeah, put it, any, black put it on anything. Yep, totally. Yeah. Look, I, I, I'll i be honest with you, a graphic designers listening to me will hate this whole conversation. And if there's any graphic designers listening to me, you send me an email, I'll connect you with Sue. You can bid for the work. Totally, 100%. But I, I, know, the, I know what you can get online, and I can tell you that – I've, so my mum owns a pub out in the bush and we didn't have a, a, a digital version of the logo that's painted on the side of the pub. So I took a photo of it and I think I paid 150 bucks for someone to convert that photo into a pure high-resolution digital thing that I can then use in anything, um, making T-shirts, whatever. Um, so I, I think that $200... Is, if it's really as simple, I can't see your drawing. I should be very clear to people. But if it's really that simple, then 200 bucks because they're not designing the logo. They're just taking a drawing and turning it into a digital artwork. Mm. Yeah. Uh, honestly, 200 bucks, uh, and then you're done. It's yours. Can I ask? There's another question, another mm-hmm. component. Um, from what I understand, the graphic artists within branding companies mm. aren't as good as the ones that are – you know, working solely on their own or within a graphic artist um, business. Is that right or they're oh, still good enough for what I want? Look, it's not my area of expertise, I'll be honest with you. I, I can tell you that I've had logos designed online and I don't know whether they were done by 12-year-olds or 50-year-olds and they're amazing, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I can also tell you that one of my uh, wife's best friends is a graphic artist and she – you know, is booked out for years in advance and she works on her own from home and I think that she's one of the most talented people I know. But, you know, just because she works on her own, does it make her better than someone that works in an agency? No. I don't no, think I so. I probably wouldn't like getting her details actually. And, and look, I think what I would say to you, Sue, is honestly what you're describing to me doesn't require the yeah. – like this is, this is entry-level easy stuff. This is converting – because you're not asking them to design from scratch – you're no, asking, it is, you're asking though, them it is, to convert. Yeah, no, but I'd like their opinion on the best shape and best location yeah. of some extra features, like an extra underline. How, how, and do you have a do you have a like core that. close group of friends that um, that are aware of what you're planning? Uh maybe. Maybe yeah. like four or five yeah. people. Would there be yeah. four people? Yeah, I could ask their opinion. Yeah, for and sure. It's, but it's it's but here's here's what matters to me. So when I built EFTM, um, myself, Nick and Damo came up with this idea in 2011 for this website that would be exactly what it is today. And you know, we spent ages trying to come up with a name and when we did, we went to I think it was 99 designs and we I think we put up 250 bucks design us a logo. And uh, all it was was here's a website, it's about tech and da 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 da. And then we had, let's say we had 100 people design a logo, 99 of them, no, sorry, 90 of them were rubbish, 10 of them, huh, they're pretty good. And so what we did was we, between the three of us, we picked four that we thought were cool, and then we started a, an online vote between our friends. Yeah, yeah. And our friends yeah. all went, yes, no, maybe, whatever. And you ended up finding out exactly what was appealing to a real person. And I think that's a great way to do it is get it designed Put your input into it, and if there's a couple of variations, ask your friends and family what they think, and you'll get yep. you'll get solid feedback about it. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, I I do think that uh, look, finding a branding agency is a wonderful thing to try and do, but it's going to be very expensive. It's going to be mm-hmm. um, time consuming in terms of getting there, seeing them all. The, when you could start today, Sue, you could start yeah. today put $200 into a uh, 99designs account and offer that up to someone to help you. And I think within a week you'll have something amazing. Yeah, okay. I really do. Thank you. And you know what you could do, big favour, mm. give me the details of your wife's friend who is really artistic. <laughs> I'll pass you can it email on. it to me. Yeah, I will. Yeah, okay. or text it. Okay. All right, good on you, Thanks, Sue. Thanks, See you. Okay, bye. Well, I mean – don't I, I don't know that she's going to want the business. This is the challenge, right? When you're an independent um, worker and if you've got great stable of work, sometimes things like this, with the greatest respect to Sue, are more trouble than they're worth, um, which is essentially why I think Sue's best off online. We shall see how she goes, and I hope that she shares it with us in the future. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say. 
for listening. Lovely to have your company this week. Um, it's going to be a great flight um, with the Stig as the for the next 24 hours. It's a long way, Europe. I've forgotten. Uh, it's a really long way away. Anyway, um, we're off to Barcelona and uh, we'll be there for, I think, five and a half days on the ground and then we'll be back mid-next week here on the EFTM podcast and on EFTM.com and all social media platforms. Thanks for listening, folks. Um, look forward to hearing from you soon. You know where to go. You know how to do it. You know how to get in touch. It's really not that hard, folks. I mean, literally, the website, it's, it's, just, it's just there. And all you've got to do is click Ask Trev.